All right, another great show in store today. One indispensable part of practicing the Catholic faith is offering help and relief when another member or members of the body of Christ are suffering. At present, one of the most marked places of suffering is Haiti. Will Jude from Rise of Relief is with us in just a moment with a firsthand report of the devastating effects of the earthquake and tropical storm that befell the country last month and what you can do to help. Next, we're all called to be saints, but only a comparative few are recognized by Holy Mother Church as canonized saints. Well, just how does that come about? Monsignor Jason Gray from the Diocese of Peoria is with us to talk about the canonization process. And finally, you may be blessed with a good marriage, and I pray that you are. But as any married couple will tell you, it takes effort to keep it that way and to continue to make it better and better. Amy and Tim Lemke are with us to tell us about tell us all about making a good marriage great through Worldwide Marriage Encounter. That's what's coming up today. Let's, as always, pause here at the top of the show and offer the show over to our Lord through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. Please pray with me in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, in his first letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul reminds us that if one part of the body suffers, all the parts suffer with it. As true as that is for our physical bodies, St. Paul was, of course, referring to the mystical body of Christ, the Church. One part of our mystical body that has been suffering profoundly recently consists of our brothers and sisters in Haiti, especially after August 14th when a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck southwestern Haiti, followed two days later by Tropical Storm Grace slamming into the country. Here to tell us about his firsthand experience of the earthquake and the storm, as well as what Rise of Relief is doing in response, is the director of Rise of Relief, Will Jude. Will, welcome to the program. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you for all you do for Relevant Radio and Practicing Absolutely. Catholic. My, my pleasure. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Let's start um, with Rise of Relief itself. Tell us something about Rise of Relief, Will. What is Rise of Relief? Riser Relief was founded by a priest named Father Bernard Riser, uh, who was actually also the founding pastor of Epiphany Parish in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Oh, yeah, right. Um, it, it, and in the 1990s, he traveled to Haiti for the first time, and what he saw in the slums, uh, everyone, uh, wherever he went, that the situation in the country uh, disturbed him greatly. He was overwhelmed by it and resolved to spend the rest of his life doing whatever he could to alleviate the suffering of the people in Haiti. Mm. And so he, he ended up founding Riser Relief in 1996, and he oversaw the organization until his passing in 2011. Okay, very good. And it's very much, as I understand it, a boots-on-the-ground organization uh, in that mission to serve the the country of Haiti. And as as that plays out. I understand that you were actually in Haiti during the most recent tropical storm and the massive earthquake. Is that correct? Yes, I was in Haiti during both the earthquake and the tropical storm. Okay. Uh, Riser Relief is a boots-on-the-ground organization. We partner directly with uh, religious sisters, uh, different congregations of sisters, and uh, brothers and Catholic lay people hmm. to provide education, uh, housing for the elderly, and other programs, uh, such as supporting agricultural initiatives and uh, college sponsorship programs. Mm -hmm. 
Wonderful. Well, yeah. so glad for that work that you're doing. Give us a sense, Will, if you will, to uh, as to what was going on um, or what happened or what was your experience of both the earthquake and the storm? So I was in Port-au-Prince at the time of the earthquake. It was about 8.30 in the morning, and I was on the second floor of a building. All of a sudden, uh, everything starts vibrating. I look around, and everything on the walls of the building are shaking and rattling and it took me a few seconds to realize whoa this is an earthquake <laughs> and when that happened i bolted out of the building everyone else in the area did too um everyone was outside all the kids were crying but there were no collapses and there were no collapses anywhere in port-au-prince however the entire country felt the shaking sure the tropical storm was felt heavily in port-au-prince and caused massive flooding also landslides in some of the rural areas. Mm. In terms of where Rise Relief works, one of our ministry partners is the Little Sisters of St. Therese of the Child Jesus, and okay. we support their effort, efforts in Marfranc. After Hurricane Matthew in 2016, both of their elder homes were completely destroyed. Mm. So we rebuilt those two elder homes and also assisted with the construction of Cecilia Duffy Memorial School, and she uh, was the daughter of a family who were parishioners at St. Mary of the Lake in White Bear Lake, who mm-hmm. tragically died of cancer. And so that parish has been very supportive of everything that the sisters are doing in Marfranc. Uh, all of our buildings that we've constructed there were built up to modern standards, so there were no uh, collapses or anything. However, there are many displaced people uh, around where the sisters work because their shacks collapsed, roofs, ca- roofs caved in. Um, so there's a lot of hunger in that area right now. People uh, sleeping outside, and the sisters are doing whatever they can to support uh, displaced people in the area. Their convent on the property suffered uh, cracks uh, in the walls, and then a little shack behind their property where, um, which is used for cooking and then also sometimes a, a sleeping area collapsed as well. So an engineer is going, going to visit the property uh, this upcoming Sunday to assess that. And we'll be assisting with the renovation efforts. And also we are assisting with providing food and medical aid to anyone who needs it in the area through the Little Sisters of St. Therese. Wow, that's great. That's great out- outreach, but uh, well, give us a sense. I've been in some impoverished areas in the world, Will, but I've I've never been to Haiti, and so paint for us, if you will, give us a sense in our mind's eye of what we what we would expect if we were walking down the city street and say near where some of this devastation has taken place. I mean, are we seeing are we seeing people um, just flat out out on the streets, or are they finding places for shelter uh, either through some of this excellent work that's going on? Uh, or perhaps with other family in different parts of the country. What what is what is the sense as you're out in the streets? It depends on what area of the country you're in. So, for example, okay. in the slum of City Soleil, which is the poorest, most dangerous slum in the Western Hemisphere, hmm. uh, we support Sister Paese, who helps with um, providing shelter and education to homeless uh, children on the street. There is a lot of homelessness in the slum areas, a, a lot of danger, gang wars going on. Um, there, there's no sewage, no running water. 
no electricity in many of these areas and in the rural areas too. Uh, but the slums are definitely the most dangerous and the places where, where extreme levels of poverty are most visible. Okay. And it's very shocking. I remember the first time I was in Haiti, which was six years ago, and what I, I saw and experienced there was absolutely devastating. I couldn't believe that uh, other people were living in these conditions. Hmm. And, and even in terms of the climate, uh, Haiti sits right on a fault line, hot and humid um, area of the world. Some of these shacks, you go in them, and it's like 120 degrees, and you think, how can people live in this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very, uh, very shocking, and um, it, it, it really reminds you that we have an obligation to be stewards of resources on this earth as, as Christians, as, as Catholics, and uh, we really have to look out for one another regardless of where they are in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's very true, Will, but, um, you know, (laughs) either our psychological makeup being what it is, or perhaps it's part of our, our concupiscence and our sinful nature as well. But, uh, it's, it's so easy, especially in an age where distractions are abound, you know, they're, they're the touch of a finger. It's so easy to detach ourselves from some of these issues of serious suffering going on in the body of Christ especially when they're not directly in front of us, if they're not right in our field of vision. So let me ask you, what, what aid right now in Haiti is needed, and, and how can we help? So in, the immediate, uh, in this immediate period of time, food and medical aid are most important for people suffering in Jeremy uh, and Lakai the, and the surrounding rural areas. Over 2,000 people died uh, after the earthquake, uh, tens of thousands injured, and the, the, the uh, tropical storm caused massive flooding and also landslides in some areas. So it's very important to, um, to assist the people in those areas who are suffering with food and medical aid and then also providing shelter and then eventually reconstruction. That'll be very important. One of the bishops of the country said that his, one of his primary concerns for the future is reconstructing the collapsed churches because it's, it begins uh, with us, it's the body of Christ as the church, to change culture. And that's something that's also very needed in Haiti uh, in order to build uh, future Catholic leaders and, and change the uh, institutions of the country eventually, political systems, things such as that. And so it, right now, the most pressing needs are food and medical care, shelter, and then eventually reconstruction efforts. Okay, okay. And Helpful. Yeah, go pe- ahead, people, please. People could go to our website if they felt called to support us, uh, riserrelief.org, R-E-I-S-E-R-R-E-L-I-E-F.org. But first and foremost, we would just appreciate people praying for us in our efforts on the ground. So obviously we provide basic care, a lot of humanitarian assistance, but our primary focus is evangelization. And, and so we're very serious about making sure that there are good uh, catechism programs in our schools and making sure that the students are, have the opportunity to receive sacraments. Wow. Yeah. 
Very good work, and I can kind of see how you have uh, both your humanitarian aid that's going on and the evangelization, and it's really, I mean, two two hands on the same uh, body, if you will. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's they they are meant to go hand in hand, um, and I assume that that's been that's been more or less the spirit of things from the very founding of Rise of Relief. Yes, absolutely. So Father Reiser, he was sent in 1964 to Coon Rapids to a property that was just a far parcel of farmland. And his dream for the parish was to make it a home for people from conception to natural death. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, uh, he built one of the largest Catholic communities in the state, a church that could fit 2,000 people, uh, a cemetery, an elementary school, perpetual adoration chapel, an elder home, and an assisted living home. And uh, he ended up retiring from the parish in 2001, but he brought that same vision into Rise of Relief. And we really take our responsibility to always stand on the side of life, no matter the conditions, no matter where people are, their socioeconomic status, no matter what. And we we carry that uh, vision of his into our ministry. Yeah, and and a very important vision it is, of course. Going back to Haiti for just a moment, too, Will, I, I'm I'm curious about the overall, uh, if you could give a spiritual evaluation, uh, either through your own experience or through the experience of some of these religious groups and, and individuals that you work with there. I mean, I, by and large, would you say that people are are uh, spiritually, they're, you know, they're, they're, I mean, it's hard to imagine that they're just encouraged and consoled through and through in the midst of some of these disasters that have befallen the country recently. But but where are we in terms of a temperature there? Are people um, crying out to God, or are people feeling abandoned by God? Oh, uh, the Haitian people are a people of hope, despite their suffering, uh, despite them knowing full well what you and I have that they don't, the opportunities that you and I have that they don't, they are people of hope, very spiritual. Uh, and, and Haiti is a predominantly Catholic country. However, there's also the influence of voodooism from Western Africa, which kind of began in the 1700s. That still exists uh, in Haiti. So uh, many people who say they're Catholic are also voodoo. But something okay. I'll mention is that even even though... There are many spiritual problems there. Haitian people have a very good understanding of the existence of good and evil in the world. Okay. And um, that is uh, uh, something that I've taken away from, uh, for, from at least assessing the spiritual uh, condition of the country at the moment. Okay. okay. Very good. Well... We've been speaking with Will Jude, the director of Rise Relief, and specifically about what's been going on in the country of Haiti since the earthquake and the tropical storm last month. Will, it's been a pleasure um, having you on the program, and we're really grateful for all the work that you do. Do you want to give us once more how to get in touch with Rise Relief if people would like to support you with prayers, donations, or in other ways as well? Yes. Simply go to riserrelief.org. And if you would like to get involved in some capacity, you can email us uh, through our website asking how to support us, uh, get on our newsletter list, um, or send us prayer intentions as well. Um, and you can also uh, keep, keep up to date with events 
in November, we plan to have a virtual event, virtual gala. Uh, so you can check that out. That'll be posted to our website. Uh, the, the easiest way is to simply visit us at riserrelief.org. Riserrelief.org. Wonderful. Well, Will, again, thank you so much for all the work that you do. May you be blessed in it and blessed by it. Uh, Will, we'll keep you in prayer. Thanks for joining us today on Practicing Catholic. God bless you, Patrick. All right. Wow, good stuff. Again, that website is riserrelief.org. Go over and check it out. All right, we're going to head into our first break. When we come back, ever wonder how a saint becomes a saint? Monsignor Jason Gray from the Diocese of Peoria will tell us all about it, so stay with us. Stay with us. 